Welcome to the Embrace Podcast. I'm Andrea, and by tuning in, you'll hear both encouraging and entertaining stories of faith from my circle of friends, Christian authors, and experts in the fitness industry. For listening today, I'd like to offer one month free to my daily workout program with code EmbracePodcast at EmbraceMovement.com. That's EmbraceMVMNT.com. Hey, you guys, I have a special guest for you today. It's Pat Burke. He is a friend of mine. He was a training partner through the 2014-2015 regionals and game seasons. We saw each other almost every day for two years and had to put up with each other's antics. No, I'm just kidding. He's a a gym owner of MBS CrossFit for 11 years. He's got lots of uh, side gigs and definitely extra stuff that he's about. Welcome, Pat Burke. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Doesn't it no, feel so former, very, very formal? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Thank you. Uh, officially. Yeah. No, I'm excited to be on the show here and talk <laughs> yes. about all the things that we got into. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just want to talk about our training days. I mean, those were, were days that I... I don't have with everybody, you know, I mean, those were two years that were so important to us. We were training for regionals. And then out of that 2014, 2015 season in the second year, you made it to the games. I did not, but I kept training with you every day, all the way up until the games, the games time. And so I felt like I got to have that experience. Um, but we were just two athletes putting that in priority over a lot of things in our life. And it was, it was special. It was a really cool time to talk sponsorships and, and be a part of something that was really big. Like the CrossFit games in those years were really exciting. Oh yeah, definitely agree. Um, I don't, I don't know what to compare it to maybe like, you know, like your high school, uh, football season where you went to state or something. Definitely you know, just pretty unique. I think, yeah, you, I mean, you hit it on the head, you know, for both of us for different reasons, came together, trained together, spent a lot of time together. Uh, we were both very much into what we were doing and, and we like leaned on each other, you know what I mean? Like we <laughs> used each other, uh, but in, in a good way to, to both go towards our goals and yeah, very lots, <laughs> just so many memories packed into a, a pretty short time frame. Uh, I mean, all yeah. together, a year and a half, two years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw you more than my family. I saw you more than my, you know, good friends that 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 didn't live by me. You know, um, I talked to you probably more than more than anybody. Um, each day we had to <laughs> go, hey, what's up? How's your day? Oh, you're having a really crappy day. Well, we have to train anyways. Oh, you're having a great day. Well, that right. means you're going to beat me and everything. That sucks for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, that's what a training partner is like, you guys. If you guys are in the CrossFit community, or maybe you guys are listening because, you know, we're a Christian podcast and we have all different kinds of people on here, just to kind of set the scene, we would wake up in the morning, um, you know, I'd eat breakfast. He'd be with his family, kind of wrap things up. We would go meet at the gym. And we would spend hours doing programming. And that, that kind of entails a lot of weightlifting. We've got the snatch and clean and jerk in there. We've got squat deadlift. Then we've got gymnastics. Then we've got actual workouts, CrossFit workouts that combine all those things. Plus, um, running and rowing and breathing hard and doing all of these exercises. And it wasn't really like we'd be working out for like four hours, but it would be like, we would set up and do a hard workout, rest a little bit, do another training piece, which might be a little less intense, but something that's still, you know, like helps you get stronger, things like that. 
And then as we would go on throughout the day, it would be like at the end, like you've given everything that you have, like all of your energy went into, you know, getting these skills developed. And so spending that time together is also just like, okay, you're hydrating, you're eating, you're talking about your day, you're talking about your life. There's time in between there. Um, and then training for the games was, was even crazier. Cause you're like, we would go and hike up mountains with weight vests on and do crazy stuff like that. Right. Pat? <laughs> Swimming, you know, uh, gosh, yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about. Yeah. I mean, we would go out into the park and do these, uh, random. Yeah. Especially like when the games came around and we got away from the open, uh, yeah. I mean, you helped out a ton. I mean, you were, you're like a, a coach slash training partner. Like I remember being out in the field and you're like, you need to stretch more and like <laughs> taking me, you know, like accusing me of being horrible at stretching. And I was like, you know, I like took your advice. So, okay. Coach. that's what it was we were like training partner coaches right because we didn't have like coaches for most of that time I know that for a while we were working with Doug I remember going to you know like you're saying going to a field and we would do like 100 yards of handstand walking for time and I think that's what you're talking about that time when I was like you need to do more mobility and then like swimming especially takes a lot of mobility and flexibility to be able to reach and breathe and be able to do those things but guys the CrossFit Games throws you into the ocean literally like everybody has to be good at almost every sport all all together not knowing what the events are going to be until you step out on the field and you have to do them oh yeah Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I just remember the open workouts were really intense. And, um, I remember this one that was 27, 21, 59, and it was rowing for calories and thrusters. Pat, Pat and I did it in front of this big audience. Um, our whole gym was there cheering us on. We had so much fun, but we just were like, we got rocked. Like it was hard. We took tons of breaks. We were like, Oh, this sucks. And then like, we were trying to qualify for the next level. And in that, um, that open environment, um, we had to redo the workout. You remember redoing open workouts, Pat? I think that's our, both of our least favorite thing in the entire world, right? Um, but we basically had to get a certain time to make it to the next level. And both of us, we were like, we need to crush this. We're in Colorado. It's not fair. It's harder to breathe up here. But we redid it on Sunday, one after the other. And seeing each other go, I don't remember which one went first, actually. But we had a judge, and we were set, and we were like, okay, you're going to go, and then I'm going to go or whatever the situation was. And then we were like, all right, we have to go unbroken. And we both went unbroken, which we had not done the day before and took off literally probably a minute and a half, two minutes off of a total sprint. I mean, it was so intense. And I said, Pat, do you want music? And you were like, no. And I was like, dang, he is focused. Okay. I don't want music either. That's going to do it. Me too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, gosh, let me see, uh, open workout that I remember, uh, yeah, there's so many, but one that I remember that you crushed was an overhead squat, uh, chest to bar pull up workout. I don't know if you remember, but I'm pretty sure you, you slammed that one. You, you like kind of killed me. Um, cause the overhead squats were your jam for sure. I remember uh, that. Not mine. <laughs> yeah um but i had mine you know dumbbell snatches i think were something that i i uh i did really good and then yeah some of the grind ones 
like maybe that row thruster where it's just super nasty and mm. sled pushes, um, sandbag carries, things no one wants to do. Pat's like, I'll do it. You know, we both uh, always like rope climbs. You guys, these are kind of like getting into the actual training movements. But I remember when I first, when I used to do rope climbs outside of before I met Pat and I was competing for several years, um, I would, if I was in a gym with other competitors, I would do a rope climb and everyone would be like, oh my gosh, you're so tall. You're so good at rope climbs, whatever. So I never really practiced them because I thought I was good. Then I got to Pat's gym and I remember he and I doing a workout that had rather too many. And literally you walk into the gym, there's left, right, center field, right field, middle of the gym, over there, over there, behind you. There's ropes everywhere. Okay. This guy was military guy that was like, let's decorate with ropes. And so I remember we did a workout and I'm like, why is he better? I'm better than everyone at these. Why is he better at, at these than me? And I guess it's because maybe he was a guy, maybe he was in the military. I don't know what it was, but I was like, oh my gosh, for the first time in my life, I'm getting pushed in this and I loved it. So then when we would throw down after all of these training sessions in ropes and we wanted to beat each other, knowing that it was a strength of both of ours, I was always like, okay, I can't wait for this to come up in regionals because literally like we're both going to, someone has to win these regional events. Someone has to, someone has to win this rope climbing event. And I remember, you know, doing that workout, um, Tommy V with you, Pat, I mean, you were in the boys competition. <laughs> okay. So you went in a different heat <laughs> than me, but we were both like, all right, let's go thrusters and rope climbs. And we both won our heats. We both won overall. And we both got to be interviewed like over the like intercom afterwards about how we <laughs> how we, how we did so well. And you were like, I just like climbing ropes. And I was like, yeah, same. Like I feel you, you know? <laughs> and I just remember being pumped because being able to take a, a win at a regionals event, you don't have to do it to make it to the next stage, but if you can do it, it's something you'll never forget, you know? So it was cool being able to do it with you. Yeah, for sure. Tell us a little bit um, about, um, you know, your transition of like, um, selling the gym, selling MBS, keeping a hold of false grips, which is awesome. I want you to talk about that. And then also what is the Turkey challenge? Yeah. So selling the gym, uh, happened two years ago. So that's, can't believe it's already been two years. Um, actually just just to back up i guess uh yeah so opened the gym in 2008 uh my wife and i uh girlfriend at the time um opened up the gym uh did that for 11 years uh, in that time we did have a second gym as well so there was a period there for about four years that we had two gyms um here in denver and uh then we sold the second gym we were uh partners in that once so we sold it to the to the partner uh, and then we had one gym <clears throat> and, uh, how that happened is somebody that's close, uh, came along and said that they wanted to buy the gym. So it actually wasn't like necessarily planned. Um, although at that specific time, um, <laughs> there's so many factors, right? Uh, we had at that point, two kids, you know, that had happened during owning the gym, um, so 11 years of doing this, uh, gym thing where it's early mornings, late nights <laughs> and pretty much everything in between. 
two kids at that point. What were they? Maybe uh, seven and four, seven and three, four, seven and four. Um, but yeah, somebody came along and said, hey, uh, I'd like to buy the gym. And uh, we had been kind of in our heads going, this is going to happen someday. We're not really sure when. Um, and, and then it happened. <clears throat> So that's how that happened. Uh, selling the gym is uh, just somebody came along. We kind of lucked out in that respect because, you know, it's not easy to sell a gym, <laughs> you know? Um, hey, uh, do you want to buy my job? <laughs> you know, that's kind of how it is. Right. And um, so many years into it in the community. Like it's not an easy. Yeah, it's very personal too. There's, there's a lot to, to do. So there was a little bit of work. And I don't know if we're going to talk about all, all of that, the, the intricacies of, of selling a business and stuff, but, um, but no, it went pretty smooth. Again, uh, the person is actually like my cousin, my second cousin who took over the gym, uh, Kane chair and he owned a gym at that time. So he knew very much knew what it was like to own a gym and, uh, very, uh, organized guy and, uh, had good resources and stuff. So, um, in any case, yeah, sold the gym uh, somewhat unexpectedly, like unplanned. And then I launched into uh, the last two years have been fairly crazy. Um, fortunately, though, you mentioned a couple of things that I still do within the CrossFit world. Uh, the Turkey Challenge is an event, a CrossFit event that we started uh, as a gym. Like literally, it was a member, Sean Tallman, who was a member in my my old training partner. Yeah, I used to talk about Sean. I'm sure <laughs> I'd compare you to Sean. I'd be like, yeah, well, TP. me and Sean First used TP. to do this. <laughs> well, when yeah. you would be in the gym, you'd uh, be like, "Who's this girl mm -hmm. that replaced me?" Yeah, you'd be like, "What the heck?" Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, the, uh, we started this event in 2010. Um, that was really successful, like just right away, uh, you know, back in the day, 2010, when CrossFit was probably as hot as it could be. Um, we started a competition here in Colorado that, and, and we had, we've always had a big gym, you know, so 10,000 square foot gym that, that we have. So immediately made it really easy to host a competition. We hosted it there for a number of years and actually outgrew that space and went to a number of different spaces. And now we're currently in a hundred thousand square foot space, um, nearby, but yeah, we still host this competition annually every, uh, weekend before Thanksgiving. And I get to put that on. So it allows me to be in the CrossFit space, be, uh, close to the CrossFit community. It forces me to, I like, I can't, I cannot not do CrossFit and run a CrossFit competition. Um, so as a matter of fact, like I, I just came from the gym today, it is, uh, July, the end of July. And I'm already the reason, a large part of the reason beyond just going and getting workouts. I have a garage gym that I can easily go work out at, um, is to <laughs> just go in the gym, be in the space of people working out and just kind of start getting the inspiration again. Um, and, and whatnot so that I can kind of get into the groove of programming and planning for the Turkey challenge. Um, so yeah, that's a 500 athletes, RX and open, you know, basically kind of intermediate to advanced athletes, uh, here in North Denver, we have athletes come from all around Colorado, surrounding States. Um, shoot, we've had people from New York, you should bring a team. There you go. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, that's in November and, uh, and then also false grips is a product. I've done a little bit of everything that I started while I was owning the gym. 
uh, a big movement that uh, athletes try to get in CrossFit is the muscle up, uh, the ring muscle up, where it's a gymnastics movement. And um, it's a pretty challenging one, combination of a pull up and a dip. And uh, for those that are beginning, uh, the false grip is a technique where you put your hand over the rings and it makes the, the muscle up a little bit easier. Well, I made a product that gives you a little bit more of a platform on the ring and it helps reduce tearing of your wrist. Um, and it's, it's a good uh, training tool for ring dips, strict dips, where you can put a band underneath. It's pretty cool. I, I honestly like love it. I use it every day uh, in my garage gym. But uh, I, I made that product, uh, that was probably 2015, and uh, yeah, something on the side. I, I have the product made here locally, so it's U.S. made, and um, I do this shipment out of my garage, and I don't know, it's, it's fun. I got a little website, and you know, you, you know, as a business owner, there's ups and downs with it, you know, of uh, running your own business and doing your own thing, but at the end of the day, uh, you, you learn, and and it's fun to do, so. Yeah. And That's you guys, this full script tool is so awesome for those of you guys that are like always wanted to get a muscle up or your people that want to train, um, you know, alone or in the gym or whatever. I think this is a tool you can bring into your box and many people will be like, let me try that. You know, because I, I taught seminars for years. And when I brought this with me, I always made sure to introduce it to people because if, if you put it on the rings, you guys, like if you have a new, a new athlete, that's, that's going on unstable rings and they're putting their arms straight and locking out at the hips on rings, they're going to like their shoulders are all over the place. They're like, and then like you put them on this little contraption that just helps them have a little bit more of a platform. And then they're like, Oh, like this. And you're like, yeah, you literally look perfect right now. And so as a coach, anything that can make it more simple for people to attempt these high skill movements that we have is better because we want to introduce people in and kind of set a foundation for eventually when they're strong enough to do these, these high skill movements that competitors do, we want to be able to like intro them basically. And so Pat made a skill or made a, made a, um, a product that helps people be able to get up onto the rings and practice even with a band, multiple sets of ring muscle ups. And it makes it a little bit easier, right. To get the transition too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a number of drills that, uh, it, it helps with, you know, if you put your hands on top, like you basically can't mess it up, you know, the false grip with, because it forces your hand to be over this larger platform. So yeah, it cranks your hand over. It's not comfortable. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's kind of difficult to explain. Like people, some people yeah. put their hand on it and be like, Oh, well that's not comfortable. And it didn't help me get my muscle up. Like, well, it's not going to, like directly like launch you over the top of the rings. It's a training tool that mm -hmm. puts your hands in the correct position. And, and like you said, it puts you in the right positions. And some people, especially, you know, if you don't have it, but even those that muscle through it and stuff like their positioning and technique uh, can't be overstated. And mm -hmm. for anybody like training and maybe getting in, new into CrossFit, maybe they look at, athletes that are competing at the games and stuff and like, wow, you know, they're, they're going so hard, but I don't think that people recognize the amount of, um, backend work, you know, behind the doors in the dark room after class where, where I remember, and I tell these stories and I always just feel like a, a butthead, you know, like, like I'm trying to, like, I'm being mean, you know, like when I have new athletes come in learning double unders, 
I cannot uh, tell you. I used to stay at night. I, I mean, eight, nine o'clock at night working on double unders and hating them, <laughs> like hating them so much, throwing my rope against the wall, you know, having ropes stuck in the rafters because I threw my ropes, you know, ah. but that was me practicing, you know, and, um, getting yeah, whipped, so much. like literally your legs oh. and your hands and your face is freaking whipped. <laughs> oh yeah. And being like, all right, I'm going to wear sweats today because <laughs> I'm going to practice those stupid double unders, you know? I mean, that's, I remember, it's just I kind of a, a coach one time that made me practice double unders without shoes on. So that I would whip the freaking crap out of my feet. <laughs> and then I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that anymore. I would just jump higher. And so, you know, anything you can do, it's sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. I know it is kind of crazy the but, amount of stuff that you go to to develop these skills. I know if you guys want to get to, if you guys want to check out what we're talking about, you can go to at false grip, right? That's what the Instagram is. Uh, yep. At false grips. False is grip. it with an S Fist, false grips or false grip? False grips. Yeah. False okay. Grips, with an like, S. Uh... Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys can, uh, can definitely check them out. I remember every time that we did something that was high skill, that was like, we, we got a real, a lot out of it. We'd be like, we should do this every day. And then we, we eventually <laughs> made a list of things that we were going to do every day. And it was all these movements from regionals, but we were like, we need to do these every day. It involved like the certain song and like running and like this rope climb and then these push-ups and these kind of things that we had to do basically. And we're like, all right, let's, let's do this as a warm up. And then we would get done with our warm up that were full of things that we should be doing every day. And we're like, Oh my gosh, I can't, how am I going to train now? Like that's like warm up took us like an hour. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's so true. Like Kazu says your workout is our warm up, And it's like, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> It was kind of crazy, yeah. but a really fun season. Um, you guys, we got yeah. to know each other through like, you know, I had several different like boyfriends that just, they were not marriage material. Let's put it that way. But Pat's like, okay, Andrew is dating this new guy. All right. Like, like I got to know a lot about his wife and his family and like, we got really close, but I have to say you guys, you know, I went to church on the weekends. Pat's brother is a Christian. I would go to church sometimes with his brother and our friend group and stuff. But I was always like, huh, I think Pat just like, I think he believes in God, but like, we don't really talk about it very much. And then when I came to visit him this last week, um, when I was in Colorado for the summer, I was like, I heard from someone else that he had started going to church. He didn't even tell me about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. But I always wondered like in the, over the last like couple of weeks, I've been thinking, I'm like, okay, Pat, my formal question is how did you go from someone that generally, you know, believes in a God to a church attender over this year and someone that texted me back and said, let's talk Jesus. How did you go from that to that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, it, I, in my mind, I guess it's kind of a long story. You know, it begins yeah. with the, the beginning, um, but I can kind of uh, make it faster. <laughs> uh, so as a kid, I grew up in church with church in my life. Um, we went as a family um, every Sunday, my, my dad, my mom and brother and sister, we went to church. We went to a Baptist church in a small town that I grew up in. Actually, before we were in a small town, we were in a large town and a larger church. But <laughs> most of what I remember is a small, small church. Um, uh, you know, I remember Sunday school and, and the songs, 
uh, and, and all of that stuff. And did that all through growing up until maybe high school. And, and I don't know if that's just kind of natural for the, the high schooler, you know, the, uh, but anyway, I, I dr- kind of drifted away. I think that we stopped going as much for, for I don't know, different reasons and stuff. Uh, somewhere around high school and very much by the time, you know, end of high school, when I, I briefly went to college and then joined the Marine Corps, uh, stopped going altogether. Uh, but, but that stayed with me, you know, I mean, growing up, like, I don't think that, you know, my relationship, like I prayed when I would go to bed and especially, you know, maybe when I, I felt bad and felt that I, you know, I was struggling through things. I, I would pray. Um, so I don't think that I ever, ever necessarily left. Um, but so from Marine Corps, you know, 18 is when I joined. And then really all the way through till, I don't know, just only a few years ago, got pretty far away. You know, I mean, you unless you're really actively pushing to sustain the relationship, uh, with God and, uh, you know, doing the things, reading the Bible and, and going to church and stuff like that, the activities that, that keep you close to God, it's very easy to just drift away and not really realize how far you are away. Um, but, but then signs, you know, in life start showing you how far you are away. And I think that that is what <clears throat> has propelled me recently uh, to come, to do more things, to go to church and pick up reading the Bible, uh, and, uh, trying to get that relationship back. Um, (laughs) I remember as a kid, you know, when I went to church regularly, uh, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if anybody told me, but I, I think it just came, came with it. I remember knowing that God loved me. I don't know how to explain it any uh, differently than that. You know, I remember just growing up and going to church and singing the songs and doing the activities and getting up in front uh, of uh, all the adults when I'm in Sunday school and stuff, like very foggy memories, but like uh, you feel them in the heart more than you actually remember them. But I just remember this relationship with God. It was so good, so powerful. I felt uh, like a, a good human being on the right path. And just that relationship was very tight. And um, I don't, (laughs) I realized as an adult, you know, like looking back, like, man, I, where did that go? You know, how did that, that disappear? Uh, And then it just kind of dawned on me, well, you knucklehead, you you don't go to church and you don't do these things. So, um, Somewhere in there, I have to throw in, obviously, so now I'm a parent and I, you know, I've got two kids and I know that my going to church as a kid, you know, as I've navigated through life and the devil is all around us, you know, there's this, this world that we're living in is is full of temptation and, and ways to live a life that is not not the way it's meant to be lived, you know, um, very short term and stuff like that. So, um, anyway, (laughs) my kids, you know, I, I want them to have what I have. I want them to be raised 
uh, with, with God. Like I want to set that foundation, you know, because I know that it's benefited me. I, I know there's been times in my life where I've been presented with temptation and, you know, there's been times I went the wrong way, but more 60, 40, maybe, <laughs> um, more times I've been able to go, you know what, I'm, I'm better than this. I wasn't raised like this. I was, I was raised in the church. I know that, that God is behind me and this is the type of person that I am actually. And it only because I was, was raised in the church. Um, and so I want to provide that to my kids. Um, so I, I think that's answering your question of, you know, why all of a sudden, you know, where, yeah, just years ago when we were training, definitely wasn't putting as much into, into church. Oh, oh, and, and sorry, there's, there's kind of a lot, a, a lot of reasons, really. Another reason too, you want to know it's kind of, um, kind of personal or whatever, but I feel like I've had quite a few accomplishments in my life. Um, you know, I'm not Michael Jordan or any, you know what I mean? Like, giant things but yeah I've, I've done some things that I'm, I'm pretty proud of uh that I never thought that I would get to you know come up from a small town and no money really to speak of or whatever but I'm a gym you know I was a gym owner for 11 years a, a business owner a successful business owner and went to the cross games and did these things um but like I said I sold the gym and I, I'm now 40 years old no longer competing in CrossFit so those things have passed, like those worldly achievements have passed. And uh, mm. I've had time to reflect these past two years and go, whoa, you know, um, it's not all about what you, you know, that stuff, while it was cool, that's not what it's all about. Because I guess you realize, I've realized anyway, that, I mean, uh, the, the, the things that seem so big, and so amazing and like they'll put you on top of the world they're gone they're nothing you know and i think it's just like money like you know there's been times where we've had a lot of money you know through the gym and whatever uh and then <clears throat> recently you know there's been times where it's been really challenging and i think i'm realizing now that i'm at 40 years old like you can't stand like i don't want to stand on that as my greatest achievement uh you know anything that you did in the world it's more i think it is about you know your relationship to god and, and who you are down in your core and, and stuff like that so is that uh unpacked a lot there <laughs> yeah no that's exactly that's exactly what i wanted was the long version honestly because for, for someone that's listening that's like, yeah, that's my story. I've, I'm in that season where I'm in a valley, you know, I feel distant from God, you know, like at least they can see like that maybe they won't always be. So there's some hope there, but if it's someone that has that same story, that's on the other side of it, that's also feeling closer to God right now, they're like, yes, I'm not the only one, you know? So it's like, I know that your story is very relatable because I don't know what happens during those high school, college, military, like you mentioned, athletic years um, into your forties, you know, but a lot of people, once they are the way they are, when they're 30, they'll be like, well, I'm going to just be this way forever. And they might get stuck in their own frame of thinking and not willing to change. But you were like, I'm taking my family to church and I'm going to go get closer to God and, and, and strengthen and work on this relationship, which is actually the hardest thing to do. It's, it's easier to 
stay with the, the same pattern that's going, it's harder to go, you know, what? I'm going to face this. So, you know, what, what was it? It was there, what was there a moment that made you like all of a sudden want to change your, you know, kind of your path spiritually, or, or was it kind of just like a little bit at a time? Um, yeah, so I think COVID, uh, I, I wonder if there's a lot of people, um, that are in the same boat for sure. Like recently with, with COVID and, and everything kind of going on in the outside world that launched me into getting off of social media. There's a period of time where I, I just couldn't, I could not handle it. Um, and then, uh, I started reading the Bible, uh, on a daily basis. Whoa. I've always wanted to read, read the Bible. Uh, and I never have, which is always kind of shocking that, you know, um, uh, right. Like the, the book, you know, yeah. the, the word yeah. and you call you call yourself a Christian, a follower of, of the, you know, but you, you haven't read it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's like, here's math, you know? Oh yeah. I'm a, I'm a mathematician. What have you read the math book? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if that's a good analogy, but anyway, I did start in December. I started reading the Bible, um, <clears throat> every day, every morning. Um, where did you start? Like, where did you Freaking, start? How did you uh, know? Oh, like, new, new okay, uh, I'm just gonna, you know, that's the hardest people for like when Pete, my husband, when he first started reading the Bible, he just went like this and he was like, okay, second Samuel, what is this? And he, it was a bunch of war and it was like all this bloody drama. And he was like, what the heck is the Bible about? I mean, it was literally just like a historical, you know, like thing, but he had to get through that. And then basically a mentor taught him what to read first and how to make sense of things and what the timeline is and mm -hmm. how much history there is. And, and, and basically what, it, what it, the themes are of the Bible, which you need to understand before you kind of just open it up. So you started in the new Testament and did you start with one of the gospels? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what Matthew, it starts with Matthew, right? Matthew, Mark, <laughs> Luke, John. Yep. Um, so sorry. I, I did actually read a book that my dad suggested to me, uh, before reading the Bible, I read this book first and it basically, um, it kind of motivates you and pumps you up about reading the new Testament. Uh, and I wish I could remember it because it's great. <laughs> he we'll sent put me that two in the notes of the, of the podcast, you guys. <clears throat> yeah. We'll put that. In yeah. Notes. Yeah. I'll get it. Um, but it, it was great. It got, got me motivated. And you know, I've done this. I, I did this before I asked somebody, I asked a, a pastor of ours, I was like, Hey, you know, I want to read the Bible. How do I get started? He gave me a book and I just did not follow through. But this time I think I was just more motivated and it was, you know, uh, I was ready to do it, but I read this book just front to back, like plowed through it. And then, um, yeah. And what it said to do was every day read two, uh, chapters, um, and uh and just start there <laughs> so that's that's how i did i started right there and uh wow i got super consumed i mean i was you know i would kind of get ahead uh like oh i could just do one more um but then i i sent you know i told my dad i've, I've been uh talking to my dad quite a bit through this um because he's 
in a period of life where he's um, really working on this relationship with God. And so he's been helping me a lot uh, as well. And he told me to slow down. And, um, and so I did. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. There's that coaching, that mentorship, that accountability. Yeah. And that, that's what we need, even in our, you know, like our physical, you know, like strength, and then also our uh, spiritual f- strength or our spiritual fitness. I mean, there is like a growth where you're like, okay, it's, it's a progression. It's consistency. Of course, you're going to love it. You're going to want to read more, but there is a part of us also that needs to digest it. Like we need to recover because a lot of times it's like, you know, like that's kind of how the Bible feels. And it's like, I need to just let this sink in. And then, and then that will actually like help the consistency of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Since, yeah. So I, I told him one day, I was like, yeah, dad, I'm, I'm like six chapters ahead, you know? And he's like, dude, you don't need to do that. <laughs> you know, it, you know, he, he's over on the other side. He's like, I'll just read a sentence and then sit and meditate on it. I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> I don't know about that, but I did slow down. And, and since, you know, sometimes I'll, um, I'll definitely read chapters two to three times either either there as i'm sitting or uh like i fold my page you know and i'm like all right i i read that and i'll read it again just to make sure i remember and then pick up so but uh yeah good point on the coaching um i think it's it's great to have people around you that are support not only supportive but maybe can kind of give you some advice and and even if you don't listen to it at that very time you know um, there forever you know it's <laughs> yeah exactly it, it, it'll kick in at some point you know like don't go so fast ah, screw you i'm gonna and then you know, <laughs> and then later you the words will come back you go like, oh, okay all right i see why he said that all right <laughs> no it's it's so true and and i love to mention this because you know becky consulman and you know he mm-hmm. pat was a, a training partner of mine but she was a training partner of mine as well so we all used to be around each other a lot and she was someone that competed in turkey challenge and competed in um you know was a reebok athlete along with pat and i and so you know we had a lot in common and we were in the same season of life at the same time and i do believe god crossed all of our paths together um I just look back at those times and now I see that Pat's really getting into his faith and I feel like I missed out. I feel like I got, I, I missed out. Like I got robbed of getting to have these conversations with you in person five years ago, six years ago, whatever. It's almost like, I feel like a little left out of your journey. So for me, you guys, as a, as a podcast host, I'm pumped because I get to like hear this firsthand along with you guys. I mean, this is the first time I'm getting to, to, to hear about this, but also um, there's something about a relationship with Christ that makes you want to share it. Um, and it's not just about, you know, there's no words in the Bible that say, go share your faith. It's not really written like that. It's go tell others to repent and believe, or go tell others the goodness of, of Christ, like what he has done. Go tell others about the gospel, about what he did on the cross for you and for your sin. Those are specifically, you know, those are commands in the Bible that are like, go out and, and share your testimony. I think as Americans, we take it for granted that we have a lot of comfortable things in our life and maybe we don't need Christ as much, but the more you depend on him, the more you lean on him, the more you start going, this is so fulfilling. My life has changed spiritually. I'm like, my heart is getting transformed from the inside out. I got to tell people about this. I've got to, got to share this. And so, you know, as like a, someone that's happened it's happened to me. I'm seeing that happen in Pat. You know, it's also makes me want to ask more questions and hear more about it because there is something 
inside of you that, you know, once you've been transformed, you want, you want to see, hear the details of someone else that's currently going through it because it encourages you. It encourages you to get through those valleys, highs and lows that we're all still going to have that are in front of us, you know, but then as you hear what God is doing, you go, God is still working. Even if I don't realize he's working, he's still working. Yeah. Yeah. That, that statement right there kind of reminds me of the God will never give you more than you can handle. (laughs) One of the, uh, that's definitely one thing that always stuck with me for a long time. And, And it just sounds like a cliche or just whatever sort of statement that I'm sure everybody's heard or something. Um, but if you like really think about it in itself, if you believe it, it means that you believe in God, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That there's a relationship there. Oh, God will not give me, you know what I mean? So there, there's two people, you know, two, it's a relationship of, of two. <laughs> I, and that's definitely something that, um, never i never let go of um mm. despite uh, being very far away from god on a on a daily basis and stuff i always believed that he was there and I'm, i just feel like i'm i'm coming back <clears throat> to him and strengthening the relationship uh yeah i i i too i i was really looking forward to this podcast cuz I, I haven't had many opportunities to share uh you mentioned my brother you know, strong Christian. Uh, he's, he's maintained a a really good relationship and, uh, and his wife and his kids and they go to church and, you know, I look to him and I, I kind of look up to him, you know, in, in terms of his relationship to God. And, um, and I, you know, like I'm his big brother, I should be the one more mature and, you know, taking this to him, but it's kind of funny that, uh, you know, I'm looking to him and going, man, what, what he's got going on. I, I, I want that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Forrest, if you're listening to this, no, I'm just joking, but I mean, really the, the older brother, younger brother, it doesn't really matter because you're both in a great place right now. And so it's like something to celebrate. And I, I feel the same way in a lot of different things. I'd say, why couldn't I have felt this way earlier or sooner or God, why didn't you bring this to me earlier? And, you know, I hear Pat talking about a lot of works that he's done, like reading the Bible or going to church. Those are things we can do you guys. But behind it all, God is the one pulling us. God is the one taking those seeds that were planted by maybe other people or situations that have happened in our life. And he's the one that's pulling it out. I mean, Pat used the word clicked. He said a lot of this stuff just clicked recently, or, you know, maybe he's, he's feeling a a draw to church. That draw is, is ultimately God that is doing that. And so, you know, we can praise him. We can worship him. We can go, God, you're the one that, that got my family back into this. And it's good for us. Like I've tasted it. I've seen, and it is good. Like that's, that's your story. And, and your story is, is meant to be shared to others that are going through the same thing. And maybe they think, oh, I'm X and X age, whatever age they're at. I, you know, I, that's kind of for younger people, or that's kind of for people that grew up in it, or that's kind of for whatever their excuses. But if God's pulling you and you answer the call, you're going to get to benefit from this and it's good. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, yeah, the way, uh, so I have a, a bit of a vision, I guess, right now. Um, and 
my vision for my relationship to God is like right now, what I'm focusing on is, is learning the Bible, you know, um, and it's going to take a time, a long time. I've, mm-hmm. I, I, I listened to, uh, uh, sermons that you can, you know, just listen to online, some different ones. My dad sent me some different, uh, pastors that have some good podcasts and stuff. And so I'm listening to those. And the first thing I want to do is my vision right now is to get to know the Bible, you know, and, uh, like a first stage of, Oh yeah. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you know, uh, I, I, I like six months ago, I couldn't even name, you know what I mean? More than that right there. The, the new Testament Genesis revelation. There you go. So like, there I know you go. But, yeah. um, but I, I want to get to the point where I can, Oh, I could open it, open the Bible to a, book, a certain book and, and I can know who wrote the books and stuff like that. Um, that'll be like stage number one. Um, and then like stage two, three, four, five is getting to the point where I know the story better, you know, and why and who and what and when and where and stuff. Ultimately, Andrea, like, <clears throat> I, I don't know, you'll understand this, I guess. I want to get to know the Bible, right? Um, as familiar as I know CrossFit, for example. Right? I know. I, feel pretty I, did, I knew we were going to come to that because it's just, Okay. Natural. <laughs> it's natural for us as professionals, fitness professionals, that we knew. You guys, I'm not trying to say we knew everything, but we knew a freaking lot about CrossFit. Okay, everything you would need right. to know as a gym owner, coach, athlete, whatever. We were at the top of this. I would say knowledge, but like this athletic achievement, this like this space. Like we we had mm-hmm. we had like um, the understanding of this space basically. But j- now Pat is trying to make up for let's say 20 years of of not of not, of not really being in that, that space of, of faith, you know? And so he's like, so there's that, there's an urgency, there's a feeling of urgency that, that makes him want to continue and to, and to understand. But I, I wanted to get my level three at one point and never got it, but, um, I got pregnant instead, but <laughs> my level three would have taken me um, to a different level as a coach. I would have had to understand and take a lot of testing. And, um, I, I honestly, it was a huge goal of mine. And my friend who had his level three said, Andrea, it's easy. All you have to do is read the journal every day. At the time I was the CrossFit journal, sorry. And I, at the time I was really studying my faith and I was really diving into the word every day. And I was training my clients. I would, I was personal trainer in Manhattan and I'd be commuting a lot. And so between that and then serving at church, spending time at my CrossFit gym, and then also reading the word and spending at least, I don't even want to talk about how long I would spend, but time getting to know with God and, and reading his word. I thought, Basil, how could I read the journal every day. I'm already doing all this stuff. Like I can't grow my faith and grow in my crossword knowledge or whatever I thought. But like his mentality was, if you do that every day, it's going to get you somewhere. And you guys, it's the same thing. If Pat reads the Bible every day, he will get closer with God. He will become more dependent on God, which is actually a good thing when you're talking about the author of life and the creator of the universe, who else would you rather get to know? And like, God is going Mm -hmm. to reveal himself as we spend more time in the word, because it's not just a book. It's not just an encyclopedia. It's not just a historical document. This is what we believe as Christians was breathed out through the Holy spirit into people that were inspired enough to record these stories and accounts. And, and all of these words are actually God's words. This is, this is the word, this is God's word. So if we can read it, 
of course, it's important for us to get to know like God has spoken. Well, what did he say? I want to know what he said. Of course, you're going to learn his character. You're going to learn to trust him more. You're going to learn to every time you have a problem in life, go to his word. And, and then you will get to that point, Pat, where you go, I've read this before. I've read this before. Oh, I know this, this sermon. Oh, he's talking about this verse. I know where that is because it will become relevant to you. When you have a problem in your life, you're going to go, I've had this problem, but this verse hit differently before I was in a different season. Now I'm in another season. I'm reading the same verse and God is telling me something different through the same words because the word is alive. The word is going to work in our lives. Now, when we're 80, when our kids are 80 in a hundred years, the word is still going to be transforming people because it's not just a book. It's God's word. <laughs> it's active. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> exactly. You know, and I, if you're not measuring yourself in, in this life against like, well, all right, put it this way. I mean, for somebody not following God, um, I would ask them, how are you measuring yourself? And if, if not God and Jesus, the, the only perfect person to ever walk the earth, who are you comparing yourself? Like, what's your measuring stick? You know, um, do you have a measuring stick? How are you comparing yourself? And there's, you know, maybe Marcus Aurelius, you know, <laughs> meditations, you know, uh, Michael Jordan, some, you know, some, somebody else that is, was not perfect. Uh, so if there's, anybody to measure yourself against and try to emulate and be it, it would be this one that you know is in the bible that so many people have talked about and written about you know i guess i think about that and then, and then yeah um with crossfit i feel like i got really good at crossfit just like you and um I could talk to anybody. I'll talk to Greg Glassman. Exactly. You know, I I am an expert in CrossFit. I mean, and that that is only something that I have through reading so many articles and every you know CrossFit Journal article that came out and you know the certifications and stuff like that. I feel so confident in CrossFit. I could walk into any CrossFit gym. I could do any CrossFit workout. I could coach anybody. I'll coach anybody in CrossFit and I feel so comfortable. And if I have a bad day in CrossFit, I know what that's about. And so my vision right now is to get really good at the Bible, you know, and, and the understanding of the Bible and the understanding of Jesus. And so that, yeah, when I have bad days, like I understand it and I can lean on the stories about Jesus because Jesus was perfect and stuff, but he faced a lot of the same, all the same stuff that we face today. The stories in the Bible are timeless. The the lessons that you can learn out of there are timeless. Apply, you know, uh, as as a kid all the way up to when you're ninety. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so that's that's my vision right now, is to get really good at the Bible. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Cross the and... game style Bible. Yeah. I... 
I think that's, that's awesome. I, you know, I, for anybody that's listening, you know, this is kind of like a kind of a deeper question. Um, so hopefully you're willing Pat, because I know we're talking about your story and I'm so into it, but I have a question. So a lot, a lot of people, and this is kind of getting into the conversation of what is progressive Christianity, which is, is more like, oh, the Bible is not relevant anymore. And we can use it as a simple guide, but, um, you know, if I have differing opinions, then what the Bible says that's fine because it's not really, it's not really the, the you know, how I'm going to live my life. That, that kind of attitude is very popular now, especially with people that are kind of new agey and they kind of like dabbling in a bunch of stuff at once and, you know, kind of using the words universe and God interchangeably, but like they're calling themselves Christian. I mean, this is kind of the way of the world now. I mean, it's like everybody has their own truth. So it's like very popular to be like, your truth is true for you. And not true. So I'm like, that's not even what the word true means. You know what I mean? I, I get what they're trying to say, but at the end of the day, there is something that is true. And everybody's different truth. It couldn't possibly all be real because we all live in the same reality. Um, you know, so that's, that's just kind yeah. of some logic talking, but I mean, just to kind of get through that and into the question, the question is how, how are you able to personally yourself look at the word? And instead of thinking, Oh, I don't like this. I'm going to skip this chapter or, Oh, I don't agree with this. So I'm going to apply my own opinions. How are you able to get to the point? And is it recent? Is it is it a long time ago that you're like, okay, I'm kind of submitting myself to the word. Like I'm actually kind of going, if this is what it says, then I need to kind of form my own opinions in life around what it says. Instead of going, I want to apply the Bible to just me and like me being the main thing and the Bible just kind of helping me when I need it, you know, because there's two different attitudes, right? So, so how do, how have you gotten to this place where Obviously I see that you are because you're just, up, you're loving reading it. So that what you're saying right there is, was probably the biggest obstacle that I faced for a long time. Uh, when I was mentioning, you know, how I drifted away and, and in that time that I was away from the Marine Corps and then really just, you know, the past year, really. Um, every time that I would turn back to the Bible, I would exactly what you're saying. I would want to conform it to my life, you know, um, to my truth. And, and yeah, you, I think to answer your question, faith, you know, and you, you do have to submit. If you really think about it, if you really think about it, let me see if I can explain this. If everybody just formed their own truth, yeah, it just, it takes away that there is no truth then, you know, if everybody's own version of truth is different, no, it can't be that way. That, you know, so my pastor where we currently go to church, he did a really awesome seminar and he, and he uh, recommended this book. Oh, another book. I'll, show notes. Yes, <laughs> I'll put exactly. It in show notes. Um, that I, I ordered this book and he gave fair warning that this book was heavy and it is super heavy, but it talks about, um, it talks about how people these days, people these days, you know, whatever. Um, there's a whole lot of that going on with obvious everything that's going on of, well, I identify as this and I am this and everybody's own truth and how it, how can that be? 
how can there be so many different truths? And um, so what you're saying about opening up the Bible and then you see something that maybe doesn't fit, you can't just change the Bible. You have to, you're either all in or you're, you're not all in. And I don't know, maybe here's a quick, just this passed over my brain thinking as an answer, you know, you either do CrossFit or you don't <laughs> like you can't call yourself a CrossFitter. If instead of doing thrusters, you do partial squats and don't lock out your elbows. CrossFit is full range of motion. Exactly. If you don't have full range of motion, you better let your judge know ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right? CrossFit is full depth squats you know it is not partial squats or half push-ups right any crossfitter like legit crossfitter that you know because there's people who do crossfit there's people who do crossfit and crossfitters okay so maybe maybe that's your answer yes. you know you like there's people that say they're a christian or there's christians you know and i think full christians submit to the bible fully and don't make it conform to their life um, and that's challenging. That's super challenging. You mm -hmm. open that Bible because it's not comfortable. No, it is not comfortable. No, it's not. no yeah. You're I, called out for sure. You're called out. And that's that's the accountability. That's the coaching. That's the mentorship. But it's from the Lord. That's 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 the something that we're all craving, you know. We're even craving boundaries, you know, like that's that's something that you know the Bible does give because it gives it gives boundaries, but ultimately they're for our good. They're for our, us to, you know, not have as much heartache and pain and struggle. It's for uh, it's for our good, you know. And so, um, you know, sometimes people think of the Bible as a book of rules, and they're like, why would I read want to read a book of rules, you know? But ultimately, the the major theme of it um, that Pat got even when he was a kid was that God loved him, and that He loved him enough to um, give him a give him a path to walk on in life, you know, and, and one that, that he's involved in and that God is, God knows us and he cares for us, even our smallest and biggest struggles that he's there for us. He never leaves us. Those things will change your outlook in life. Those will change the way you talk, the way you pursue your dreams, the way that you relate with your family members, the way you raise kids. I mean, they will definitely change everything. So you know, I'm so pumped for you that you're in this space. I want to hear more. I want to, I want to send you like every book I've ever read. Like I'm like, where are those books, you know, under my bed? No, I'm just joking, but I'm just so pumped for you. And, um, thanks for coming on here and just, and just sharing your story too. Um, as you know, someone that, uh, always listened to, I guess, Christian podcasts or, um, you know, faith stuff, but then also had this other part of my life that was so into fitness and so absorbed. I never like got to like really combine them until, you know, several years ago, once it started kind of becoming possible for me. And so this kind of stuff gets me so excited that this episode especially combines both so heavily, but, you know, all obviously ends up glorifying God and, and showing that he's the only thing that can really see us through everything in life. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank it's awesome. you so much <laughs> for, for coming on and for sharing that with us, Pat. Um, any last, you know, news or anything that you want to share dates coming up, um, that you want to share with our listeners? Oh, I mean, nothing in particular, you okay, know, okay. um, if, 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 uh, any Colorado athletes, uh, would like to come throw down at the Turkey challenge in November, we're like I was saying, we're gearing up for that and that'll be fun. Um, 
But no, I mean, listen to Andrew's podcast. <laughs> there Faith you go. Fitness. It's great. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank no, it's you. been a blast. We are a women's program that helps build a daily routine around Bible study, prayer, and fun fitness workouts. Get a month free with code EmbracePodcast.